This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Welcome back to the Playhouse. If you're catching us here, go back and watch from the beginning. I don't know how many episodes we are in, but this, uh, you've probably just been caught by the, head, the, the, the title of this and you want to hear it. Yes. But uh, watch from the beginning because the journey has been amazing. Okay, Sally, let's talk about um, Africa to Gucci or you, how you ended up going to Gucci. Tell us about that story. Yeah, so, like everything, like, like I say, everything is a normal day, and uh, we get an email from Gucci. I think it's a mistake. <laughs> How do you get, whether we want to be part of this very first initiative of a fellowship program that he was doing for the nation or the just not Africa but the continent mm. the world the world oh, yeah the world the world yeah. yeah so I was thinking but of course first initially I was not involved my my dean was more involved initially because I thought it doesn't sound right anyway so so too good to be us, true too good to be true yeah. So they told us then, you, you, if we have 15 students who are interested, let them know. And they're giving us very, very short time. So we got the 15 students, rounded them up together, and then they gave us a theme, which was freedom. What do you understand by it? And how can you interpret the word freedom in fashion? Because obviously, there's always the story mm. before the sketches. Mm. So the students did so. And out of the 15, we knew they were only going to pick five. But even the ones we thought they would pick, it's not what they picked. They picked a different crowd. I was like, oh, well, these people think differently, you know. Mm. So anyway, we were like, everybody's a winner. For me, I always tell my students, everybody's a winner. So then after that, they, they did, we, we did a Skype um, interview. They interviewed every designer who had been picked why they chose and they got them from your school school here this this, school. this place that this we're here right now we are right here <laughs> whoa <laughs> and the, the skype was here so the skype and um they interviewed the same thing they wrote because they want to make sure these are the students then after that now they started sending out contract letters one of the things was we were not to discuss this with anyone until the whole program is over. <laughs> so we couldn't discuss it with No anyone. media, no nothing. No nothing. And then after that, we went to the embassy. We got our visas. It was not a big deal. Gucci is a, is a treasure to Italy. Mm. So yeah. getting a visa... We, we were <laughs> with not the name Gucci, Gucci yeah, already... We were already in... <laughs> So they had organized everything, even here at the embassy. So we just got, we just, just got passports, passports. <laughs> and then just to get the thing. Then they paid for everything, our trip, our food, our accommodation, and we were not sharing rooms. Everybody was staying in their own room. 
and everything, our bus trips, everything, they, they treated us like... Ten star. <laughs> you know, like stars. <laughs> and then um, we went and saw what he does, went to his workshops. My goodness, if Kenya or Africa, we haven't even scratched what I saw. You know, people always think, oh, Sally, you've made it. Oh, no, I have not made it, please. <laughs> we are far, I'm very, very far. And I was just telling myself, you know, these guys have been here for 100 years, you know, and uh, we still have a few years to go, you know, <laughs> or maybe even shorter. But one of the surprising things that I, I heard from them is that they would love to come to Africa. We don't have the infrastructure. So even in their plan, they will not think about Africa. And I totally agree with them. Which street in our street can we call a high street in Kenya? <laughs> you know? And when you think about all these nations, all these international nations, like in London, we have the high Bond Street. Mm. High Street, Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, is High Street, you know, so you find all these big houses and their infos, in, even their, 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 the building itself, it's mm. beautiful, but we don't, we, I don't think we're ready yet, yeah? So, I just told myself, yes, we have gotten this far, we have examples to look through, it was nice to collaborate and I pray we continue to collaborate, uh, collaborate because he's not, he was the first designer to do this and I believe others will rise up and do the same. Mm, yeah, good. yeah. We were the first school to be chosen in East Africa. And imagine no one has known this. Um, you, you're the one who's interviewed me for the first time. We got a winner from our school. Who is going to go back? So, what, what, are you allowed to say what happened when you went? Are you allowed to talk about the experience? Yes, we did, yeah. Okay, so for example, you, you, you of course toured their facility. Yeah, we toured their facilities. They took us to see Rome. We did the tour, the tour thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, we went to Florence where Gucci started everything had the history everything. the history about Gucci and everything and um, and then the, the last day is the day um, with the, the students went out to showcase all their portfolios and their work mm -hmm. so so as part of going there this theme that you had said freedom you needed to create works based on that thing yeah. that you what are now going to go and take and showcase understood. yeah not to take yeah. It had already, we had already sent it. Oh. <laughs> so they wanted to create their own portfolios mm -hmm. of how they wanted it to be presented. I get. So now, uh, what's his name? Um, the designer behind Gucci. Alexandro. Mm. Yeah. And also the, the team that he works with. That's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. When but I went there, I couldn't believe it's the papers that had been sent by my students. <laughs> I mean, it had been put in great portfolios. I mean, they spend money in this thing while I... But, do you, but do, do you feel that Africa has something to offer? Ah, oh, yes. 
we have so much to offer. I think the thing is, we don't know it ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's why yeah. they're calling us. Yeah, that's why they're borrowing from us. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Explain that philosophy of borrowing from us. I was having like, a school, right? If I only took, if I, I'll t talk about myself. If I had taken a collection that's a commercial to New York, they would have forgotten me that quickly. You understand? Mm. But because I took a Turukana mm -hmm. inspired collection, now I've been called by San Francisco, Miami, I've been called everywhere, you know, because of just that Turukana collection, because they've never seen it. From our 44 tribes, you just take yeah, one. I just took one. <laughs> And I have based everything in my life on this Turkana people. <laughs> and they don't even know me, I don't know them, but it's okay. They inspire me, you know? And, um, and that's when I realized that there's so much potential that's totally untapped in our nation. And we as designers, we don't even know it. That is what they're waiting for. For us to first figure out what we know. What we know. <laughs> yeah. To figure otherwise, out what we, what we have. Otherwise, they'll get it from us and it will become theirs. Uh. <laughs> and then they'll put patent, all those things on them, copyright, all mm -hmm. those sort of things. And yet it is our culture. That is, that is, that's powerful but also almost upsetting. We are the ones asleep on what we have. Totally from fashion to music to everything, everything. food. food. Because what you're saying, mm -hmm. as much as this channel, I've always been interviewing musicians, I'm even happy to see the diversity, the difference about it. I can take exactly what you're saying and replicate it in music mm. and say, why are we trying to sound like them? Mm. Let us sound like ourselves and add us in the, into yeah. it. So for example, you added your urban, yeah. urbanness into what the Turukana had. Yeah. And it's all, and I always tell my students, look into Africa. Everything came from Africa. It's just that the Western world, they knew what it is that they wanted to use or see in Africa and use it for themselves to create all these things that we see. One shoulder, where did it come from? It came from our culture. What <laughs> should address? How did I show shoes? They just used to wear <laughs> and they're off to garden. <laughs> you know, <Is> that true? <laughs> when you think about fashion and the history of fashion of Africa, we don't even have books on history of fashion in Africa. We don't even have history of our culture of African fashion in Africa mm -hmm. or even in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Let me just read it home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why for me, the cultures of the Samburu, all these guys, Maasai, all these people who have, who have preserved their culture, it is what is going to make nations like Africa really grow even in the industry of anything. That is such a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had it, but not the way. We should be happy about our, what they call our shags of backwardness yes. is our wealth it's our wealth because it's untampered totally the women who go and pick tea do you know what collection we can do with that <laughs> <laughs> with your candles yeah, yeah with everything that they have mm -hmm. 
Remember the Japanese tried to patent Kyondo? Yes. There was an uproar. Kyondo. Yeah, Kyondo. Our Kyondos. You know, there's so much that we can do with everything that we have in Kenya. So in your school, let's go back a bit now to the school. Mm-hmm. In fact, let me talk, go back into the, a bit of the curriculum and what mm-hmm. what what you're talking. Of course, I came in for for just a bit of your class to to to, to get a bit of content. But I was very impressed first and foremost at your hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with this this was a, this uh, as people may not. It's not that because I was coming, you went there. Mm-hmm. You were already doing this. I asked, mm-hmm. can I come in mm-hmm. and just catch a few of these clips? Mm-hmm. But so you, I like the fact that I can tell that you've been. You're teaching them what the gold that you've learned from London and, mm. and all those places. Mm. Of course, you're teaching them your experience, but history. Are you teaching them history, or, or are you yeah, teaching them teach, to go I, back? We, to we, we, we teach. I always tell them. We also we, we also teach history of history of uh, fashion. But we base it mostly on the centuries that have passed, 18th, mm-hmm. 16th, 19th, many years ago. But when we look in our own history, we don't have history. Students, unless they are researchers, even when you go into the internet, I try to research yeah. history of housing in Africa or in Kenya. How did people used to live? Them, them, this long ago. How did people used to? Well, we don't have, we don't have much. Yeah. So I was amazed by that. Mm. But there is something that we, we should have preserved that was our history. When we say that... Um, um, People went to Gregorio weddings. They wore one shoulder leather, mm. all those sort of things. Those things should have been preserved. You know, I don't know what the Westerns did, Western Kenya did. I don't know what any other Kambas did. We don't know. The Swahili. The Swahili people had, what, what, is, what, what is it that, that they have that makes it a culture? Because we must preserve culture through art. Through design. That is powerful. Yeah. We must preserve it. And pass it on. And then we pass it on. Mm-hmm. So that our children will know that it was not just only it was his name. This guy, what's his name? Um this guy who just got born again the other day. Kanye. Kanye. Kanye <laughs> it was not just the Kanye West shoes that that were that, that have come around you, mm. but they were a colours. Mm-hmm that our Maasai's used to wear. There are colors that were, 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 were done well for even other people to wear. You know, there was the rasters that the Maasai's brought in mm-hmm. in a very special way, you know? So we have these things. All these wooden uh, earrings that you see all the Western people trying to do with their ears. It is from Africa. You find them cutting and putting and wooden mm. something. All mm. these things came from Africa. Tattoo. Tattooing came from the arts that the Africans drew on their bodies. <laughs> yeah. So we have a do you understand? Yeah. So we have a lot of culture that we should resolve. That we say yes, it came from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's powerful. Let's talk about somebody interested in coming to the school right now. So First of all, I'm really glad you, 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 you have a school because I can imagine how difficult it was for you. In fact, thank God for that your parents were okay. In fact, let's start there. Yeah. I know I've gone around and asked many questions, <laughs> but let's talk about just in today's day and age, uh, 
at least kids can say, I want to be a fashion designer oh, and yes. the parents will look. But what if a parent is looking at you and saying, I really, I don't think so. What would you say to a parent? This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. That's, that's powerful. Let's talk about somebody interested in coming to the school right now. So, first of all, I'm really glad you, 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 you have a school because I can imagine how difficult it was for you. In fact, thank God for that your parents were okay. In fact, let's start there. Yeah. I know I've gone around and asked many questions, <laughs> but let's talk about just in today's day and age, uh, at least kids can say, I want to be a fashion designer oh, and yes. the parents will look. But what if a parent is looking at you and saying, I really, I don't think so. What would you say to a parent? I think for me is to tell them to nurture first their children's gifting because you never know what that child's gift will bring into that family mm. and I always say I thank God that my parents never made me do what they hoped they would have done themselves <laughs> <laughs> but they let me do what it is I passionately love to do and hence that same thing has gone down to my children. Mm. They do what they passionately want to do. Because I never, you will never know what break that any of those children can bring back to you. Yeah. Yeah, it can be such a blessing to the family. But even, even if they don't bring anything back, their joy they is around enjoy it. Exactly. And what I'm saying, what they'll bring back to the family. Oh, yes, it's, it's joy. Yes, it's joy. You're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and they're not, they're, they're all fighting you and kicking you all the time. You know, <laughs> mommy made me do this. Yeah. I didn't want to do this. So they, 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 they get so challenged. They, 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 they start using abusive things. Mm. They are very angry with life and all those sort of things. Yeah. So I think it's, it's now parents need to open up. The world has changed. Mm. It has changed from the time they had their time. This is a whole new generation, a generation that has their own minds. Yeah, I wonder how the next generation will look like. Yeah. If I can say, <laughs> the jobs that my kids will do have not yet even been discovered. Yeah, they've not been discovered, definitely. And that's a bit crazy too. Yes, it's <laughs> crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. And when I see my 18-year-old boy, Tendo, Tendo will name you the names of all designers that I have never even known myself. Mm. Because the designers that have come out for that generation, off-white, I don't know who, I just tell him, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know that kind of thing? Yeah. So he's, he's passionate about the, the design? Oh, he loves fashion. Oh, that's so cool. Even the way he dresses, he's yeah. very fashionable. My son doesn't play with fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but he is clever in the things that he wants to pursue. Mm. He, I think he wants to go into engineering. Okay. Fashion, they say, it would be exciting for him. 
but maybe he doesn't know what he'll do that engineering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a fashion thing will come in, in, in that kind of thing. Yeah. But they already know what they want to do. You're not telling them you must do this. You must, mm -hmm. ah, this the the era today is is not that era. Yeah. So parents, I would say, is that just nurture what they have. Do your best for them. Help them. Work with them. And you'll be surprised the sort of peace and joy that you want from your kids <laughs> will be in your home mm. and you have a happy family not a family always arguing about things mm. and it's things that you can change you know because it's all in your hands i'll end with i'll i'll end with this as a as a um pattern shot not even pattern shot as, as we end mm. Let's talk about the association that you tried to start or that you started. Yes. And then into where you see design in Africa or in Kenya going to after that as a parting shot. Okay then. Okay, we did open an association. I did open an association. What why? Why? Because I knew that um, working together and working with others, we can change some policies within the um, within the industry of fashion and design, especially policies of importing things. Um, because to import fabrics to our nation, um, cargo, Kenya cargo, airport, everything put together, is 41%. What? Yes. Just the fees and the taxation that comes out of yeah, importing? Yeah, yeah. 41%? Mm. Okay. Fabrics? Fabrics. And yet, in our nation, we have no fabrics. We have no fabrics in our nation. Fashionable fabrics? Oh. Everybody that you, who, who sells fabrics bring it from outside. But fabrics made in Kenya, we don't have. And if they are there, they are fabrics that you cannot really use them for fashion. Okay, why can't you? Why? What would be the hindrance of using them for fashion? Durability or things like that? Quality. It's quality. It's all to do with quality. So everything that every person in this country is wearing comes from outside. Comes. Most of it comes from outside. And by the way, I always say there's nothing wrong with it. By the way. Yeah. Because France, they did not. They, they, they don't have. They don't have their own fabrics. Oh, they import everything, and it's a center of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It depends on how you want to look at it. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't have to be, we don't have to grow all fabrics to become yeah. the hub of fabrics. I hear yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So most people import fabrics from these big nations of fashion. Yeah, you know? And um, we op that's why we opened the association so that we see whether some of these um, fees can be dropped the way we teach education or fashion mm -hmm. all these things mm -hmm. how can we bring a different angle to them how who is a fashion designer because not everybody with a what's this called a tape measure mm -hmm. is a fashion designer so what happens is that people take their clothes or their materials to tailors and then something goes bad so all fashion designers become bad it's true. You understand? Fact, they have a reputation for <laughs> coming three days after your wedding to give yeah. you your suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So we just wanted to just correct some things 
because in most nations they have association and fashion councils with them they decide that in this month we will have fashion shows mm. showcasing what is hot season or cold season in Europe and in Europe they have the autumn and the autumn and winter and the spring and summer yeah. it's already organized mm. they are structured everything is structured mm. everybody is structured they have chambers they have what everything is structured that's why such nations build multi-billion industries billions mm. in the industry of entertainment that even end of the day helps the country it helps the country yeah and these people are not in the EPZ meanwhile they're designers like me and like me and any other Kenyan designer so there's a lot of work to be done we have women who do beadwork Asian beadwork from Mukambani from all these nations all these um, um, cities that do beadwork beadwork from Western country, Western nation, Western Kenya. Beadwork mm. that were done by their grandmas. Where are they? We have the Kiondo. We have these Mkekas. All these things that were tradition, traditional, traditional. Where are they? That we can use them to add into fashion or to change them a bit and bring something new into the fashion market. Yeah, not it. to just call ourselves fashion designers. Fashion designers are supposed to stand trends. And we can stand a trend that can follow the rest of the world. Okay. So, the association, is it still running? Is it still up and running? It's, 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 it's still, it, it's there. I'll say it's there. Mm -hmm. But it's not per se running. Mm -hmm. Because like I told you, like we had discussed before, is that designers need to come together be able to have such associations to run it can't be one or two people running it mm -hmm. because obviously you have to have an office you have to employ a girl because everybody has their own things that they're doing here yeah? mm -hmm. you have to employ a secretary or somebody who can be answering those sort of I mean phones and everything returning emails and that kind of thing mm -hmm. but everything costs so we need to either come together, see how we can work this thing, work with the government, see which part of the government can help us do this sort of thing, mm. because it's an association or a council that will change the industry in fashion in Kenya. I believe so. But we have to be united. united. Okay, this is, I promise, a parting shot. And it is asking where do you see fashion and design in Kenya and Africa going going where is it going what, what does the future of it look like mm. everybody is looking to Africa we say Africa is the last frontier and to be the last frontier in a lot of things we can either be united and we work together or we can be alone or you can do your thing alone with your tailors and everybody because that's also a team mm -hmm. and you can take fashion to another level yeah so personally 
I believe if we have even manufacturers here in Kenya um, where we can manufacture things like buttons, things like zippers, mm. just so small, we start with those small things, you know, where I can have a button with my name, Sally Carago collections, or I can put in my clothing, you know, so that you don't can tell me those, even branding. those we have to import. First, no, first you have to go to the, that nation, China, tell them to write your name on your buttons, those sort of things. Okay, so we, we are like, uh, we just put, we assembly. Here we are assembling, and, and, assembling, but also adding the creativity. Let me yes, just we add that. our creativity okay. on it. Okay. Yes, yes. So we, we just need to be where these manufacturers who are interested in doing this thing and then bringing, can I call them godfathers, or people who did bags, let's say like from Italy, to come and train our artisans here to do it better. Mm. Than what, than how we did it before, yeah. So that we are moving with times and not moving backwards. Mm -hmm. And I think we can do it. I believe we can do it. This nation have intelligent people. We have great artisans. If we all come together, we can make a difference in the industry. And you, wait, in another five, I always tell my in another five years, if we are not positioning ourselves. Others will come and position themselves. <laughs> the vacuum is there. The vacuum is there. We can do it. Thank you so much for such an interesting <laughs> conversation. I feel so <laughs> learned. <I'm going. laughs> I feel like I've learned so much about fashion, but I've also seen the growth of an industry. Yes. I've seen. Um, the amount of potential that is there. I mean, this is the kind of industry that if your children tell you they want to enter, it's for telling them, okay, no problem. How can I help you? Yeah. You know, yeah. because of, of, of just hearing your story. But also, thank you so much for what you have done for the industry. The industry I'm sure I speak so on behalf of a lot of fashion designers, a lot of people who are within your industry saying yeah. thank you. Yeah, there's something I just want to say. Uh -huh. before. It could be my probably the last party shot. Yeah, I know we can do fifty. It's okay. <laughs> this is a playhouse. We just talk. <laughs> I always say it is not where you begin. Anything in life, the story should be how you ended it. It's not where you were born that gives you the success. It's what you do with what you have. Mm. Yeah. So location does not mean your destiny. Mm. Yeah, you understand does me. not define your destiny. It does not define your destiny. You understand me? Yeah? So I grew up, my growing up was not per se in the urbans of Nairobi. Mm. But it did not mean that... You weren't in Karen? No, I was not in Karen. I grew up, a story that people may never believe, but anyway, I'll still say it. When we came to Nairobi, because we used to live in Mombasa, mm. the first place that we went to live in was beyond Jogor Road. I can't even remember the place. <laughs> <laughs> then from there we moved to Mandaraka, which is here in Nairobi West. Yeah. And then from there we grew in Kangemi. I only went in Karen in my 90s. 
<laughs> so, so Sally, who you talked about in the beginning, yeah, you were not meeting her in Karen. No. Karen is only after you came back from the UK and it's your mom gave you a space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So I always tell people, it doesn't matter whether you're living in the ghettos, whether you're living wherever you're living, it's how you want to define your destiny. That's what's important. And cut. <laughs> cut, yeah. That's a perfect place to cut. Because yeah. <laughs> it will leave people thinking. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs>